The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. All right, this is Ken Rashawn live in D.C. And how exciting it is to be in D.C. two weeks in a row. So we have a really awesome guest coming on today. His name is Clint Arthur. And uh, we have Kirk Chug, who's actually going to be starting the show just from a standpoint. Uh, Father's Day is around the corner. I want him to talk live on the air about the Gentleman Project. And then he's going to be basically the sponsor of this show because uh, he has a big event coming up. So, Kirk, you on the line? I am. Hi, Ken. Uh, Man, you are live and live. Wow. Okay. So um, we wanted to actually give you an opportunity to talk about the Gentleman Project because I met you at CEO Space probably about a year, year and a half ago, and I was blown away by the emotion and the story and the reason why you came up with the Gentleman Project. So we're going to do a full show with you, and we're going to bring a lot of fathers on for Father's Day. But I wanted to take advantage of at least giving you a, a nice shout-out since Father's Day is around the corner. you got this big event coming up. We want to get you know, everyone in the nation to really support it as much as possible. So what was, the, uh, what was the reason you came up with the Gentleman Project? Inform the audience and tell them how they can reach you and how they can support the Gentleman Project. Well, that's very kind of you. Those are very nice words. Thanks, Ken. Um, so the Gentleman Project was... It's really started as a personal journey that I had with my two sons. And as I was a, an entrepreneur starting a new business, I spent very little time with them. Unfortunately, they got my leftovers uh, when it came to time. And uh, one night, my, my son had asked me what I was uh, doing all day, why I was not home. And I, I, I just re- referenced who I worked with that day and I had used the language gentleman and he looked at me he was almost six years old and he said dad what's a gentleman and I didn't really know how to answer his question to be honest with you um, I, to me I was taught what a gentleman was by my parents I have great parents um, but I wasn't ready or prepared to give him an answer to his question because I thought that requires a whole lot more thought on my part to answer his question because I want him to know what that is, because to me, a gentleman is kind of the pinnacle of, of what a man can become and how he can influence the world for good. So it bothered me that I couldn't answer that question because I realized at that point in my life, I did not have the framework or the relationship with my young son to talk about things that mattered. I didn't have the framework to talk to him about values. You know, we'd, we'd spend time together and I'd have weekends with him. But it was very shallow, the the time that I got to spend with him. I didn't have a whole lot in common with him. And I felt, uh, I felt like I needed to step it up as a dad. And I needed to do it in a way that was thoughtful because I felt like I was just parenting. I was a dad by default. And I wasn't designing what type of a dad I wanted to be. So the Gentleman Project became this, this journey that I w- went on with my twin sons uh, it evolved into more of just a fatherhood project where I was working on myself and helping my, my kids learn values and character, the things that I wanted them to learn. And I felt like I was, even with the lack of time that I had, I felt like I was being a more effective dad. So, so you have an event coming up. <laughs> I guess that's, that's the, short, the short form answer. Um, what it's evolved into is I realized that I was definitely not alone in the world. I realized that I had... The same feelings a lot of my clients and a lot of my friends did, but nobody talks about it. Nobody says, guess what? I'm struggling as a dad. I uh, don't know how to connect with my kids. Anybody want to help me? 
how many times has anybody ever said that to you? Um, it's a very rare conversation to have. So the Gentleman Project became a 501c3 focused on helping dads become better dads, connect with their kids, and influencing the next generation for good. Awesome. And you have an event coming up really soon, uh, right around Father's Day. Talk about that event for a second. We do. Uh, the event is going to be held in Salt Lake City. Uh, we're going to have a great lineup of uh, celebrity guests and athletes um, at the Vivint Smart Home Arena in uh, downtown Salt Lake City. And the Jazz are hosting us uh, there at the, the arena. And we will have world-class training, uh, helping dads take, uh, take advantage of everyday activities with their kids and uh, playing with a purpose. Um, and we'll have some on-court competition when we get dads and, dads and kids together. We'll have a great time doing some stuff on the floor, um, meeting some celebrities, doing some training, and having a great dinner. So... Well, sounds like fun. I'm excited about the, uh, the father-son book that you and I have been talking about. So we're going to launch one of those uh, right around Father's Day, and then we have another one we're doing together. So we're, we're, doing it. we're getting some nice material together, and uh, we're going to bring you on for a full show. How do people reach you on Facebook or uh, websites so they can connect with you and talk, uh, get in this event? Yes, yeah, so our website is www.thegentlemenproject.org. That's M-E-N, um, because you make a gentleman out of your son and you. And uh, the Facebook page, you can find us uh, by searching The Gentleman Project or facebook.com backslash generations of gentlemen. And, uh, or you can email me directly at kirk, K-I-R-K, at thegentlemanproject.org. All right, Mr. Gentleman, uh, you are awesome <laughs> for creating this, and uh, what a difference you've made for so many dads and sons that actually get to go through this project and end up really being bonded and, and also causing a legacy to, to happen. So it's really cr- crazy good what you've done. I can't wait to be at your event and uh, keep supporting the Gentleman's Project moving forward. So we'll have you on a, another show very close to Father's Day, and uh, we're going to bring a lot of fathers and celebrities that are fathers on the show to help support it. I'll talk well, to you later, thank Kirk. You. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. So we have Clint Arthur, who is one of America's most sought-after motivational, inspirational, and entrepreneurial speakers and the world's top expert on creating celebrity with local TV. So, Clint, I got to meet you probably about, I don't know, six years ago with Steve Harrison's Publicity uh, Summit. I believe that's what it's called. And... By and by, I kept seeing you on Facebook and watching the big things you did, and I think you've gotten a hundred times bigger since that since that event with Steve Harrison. So I'm excited that I was a part of your Harvard uh, Expert Forum uh, last December 5th, and what a difference it made in my life. And everyone I talked to that went through that event, they informed me what a difference that it happened in their life, how they showed up, how their Facebook is going strong, how they get speak engagements. So you're a guy that really shifts things. Uh, and makes, makes people really show up as their full potential importance. So I just wanted to acknowledge you and say, just for, just for me alone, uh, I am so honored to have you on the show. Donald Trump is my guiding light, and it sounds like uh, I'm getting closer to where he is by your estimation. I appreciate that, and uh, I, I appreciate you and the opportunity to come on and share some valuable information with your audience about how they can have more impact and influence in the world and make more money. So let's talk, uh, let's start off with a question for people who don't know who you are. How would you describe what you do? My guiding principle is that an entrepreneur's number one job is to raise their status in the eyes of customers and prospects. And I was in a green room at CNN the other night in Los Angeles, and I met this guy Nolan Bushnell, he was the founder of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese. And he told me he was the only person to ever give Steve Jobs a job as a game tester for Atari. And when I told him my philosophy that an entrepreneur's number one job is to raise their status and power in the of their customers and prospects, he said, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, man, you really know what you're talking about. And that's exactly what I help my clients to do, either by making them celebrities on TV news and talk shows, with ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, local TV news and talk shows around the country, or by having venues like Harvard and West Point. 
So I call what you're doing a, a social proof tactic. In other words, if someone's doing something big in the world, but no one knows they're doing something big in the world, they're really missing out on a huge marketing opportunity, a huge sales funnel opportunity for doing bigger things. And you actually put them in the right space and you give them a lot of guidance on how they can uh, draw into their powerful self, their powerful voice, their powerful mindset, and deliver uh, a drop-dead, like, three-minute, five-minute uh, conversation on the news that gets a lot of attention. So t- how do you do that? Social proof is not all what it can. Um, it's beyond that. Really what it comes down to is implied third-party bar- third endorsement. So when you go goes with ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, basically you're getting their implied endorsement. If you're on their show and they're saying you're an expert in a topic, they're basically endorsing you. And if you're speaking at Harvard, people figure, well, he must have been screened in some way. He must have had to jump through some hoops. He must have been vetted by Harvard or by West Point. And that is an implied endorsement from the place. This is what my mentor, Dan Kennedy, refers to as place theory. Where you speak matters. If you speak someplace prestigious, some of that prestige rubs off on you and enhances your perceived positioning, power, and status. Okay, I got it. So that would be a lot more powerful to have a third-party endorsement at that level. So when you uh, go to an event like the Harvard event, well, first of all, when is the next event? When, when can our audience uh, go to the Harvard event and apply to be considered to be on your stage? Awesome. We have a Harvard event. It's called Business Expert Forum at Harvard Faculty Club. It's like a thought leader conference, kind of like TED Talks, where most of the attendees get an opportunity to go up on the stage share a five-minute presentation with the group so that most of the people in the room are known by most of the other people in the room. And then we provide a video and other marketing assets, including an opportunity to be on stage with the most interesting man in the world from the section. And it's actually the actor who portrays the most interesting man in the Dosakis commercials. And in this way, there are all kinds of great marketing assets for this person who is our client, basically, to position themselves as a thought leader in the eyes of their customers and prospects. Now, interestingly enough, it's a self-selected group. The people who apply to come to this event, that's the first selection process. We say, if, if you have the chutzpah, if you have the self-confidence, and the vision for yourself as an expert and a leader in what you do, that's the first hurdle. So many people, when I invite them to come to this, they're like, who, me? Why me? Why would I ever speak at Harvard? A lot of people don't have anything that they have. Applications, we see who they are, and if we think you would be a good contribution, then you get approved to become a speaker and have your five minutes on the main stage at the Harvard Faculty Club. And if Anybody who's listening to this wants to check it out, they would go to statusfactory.com. I told you my number one job is to help my clients raise their status in the eyes of customers and prospects. So at the statusfactory.com, that's exactly what we do. And anybody that goes to this and just puts the word amplify, I will do, uh, we will do a personal headshot for you so that you just have an extra value there. So is Jonathan Goldsmith going to be at the event? Oh, Yeah. It's amazing. He's coming yeah. back. He's the actor who portrays the most interesting man in the world. Everybody loved him last year. And Harvard loved what we did so much. They've invited us to come back and expand our, our event into a two-day event. It'll be July 29th and 30th with 100 thought leaders from around the world coming to share their ideas, their inspirational messages, and generate great marketing assets for their careers. And this is a sellout event, so you really need to take advantage of making sure you get your ticket before it's too late. Yeah, you want to be able to get before they're all gone. We're getting close to being full at this point. We're about a little less than two months out, so we're almost full. Yeah, I remember uh, last, I think it was October, you told me about the opportunity for December 5th, and I think you said you were going to be... 
hitting around 60 and I got there and it was 71 people and it was a very, very tight schedule. I mean, I, I think you put in a lot of overtime to make sure everyone fit in to that, to that schedule. <laughs> we actually handled it no problem, but this year we're going to have 50 speakers on each of the two days. Yeah, that so makes it easier. a lot more laid back and uh, a lot more time for masterminding and networking amongst the participants. It'll be a more uh, relaxed schedule, but still with a very intense ideological experience for everyone because we, we last year we had people talking about every different topic from zero emission engines to bagels to water filtration systems retirement planning uh, everything in between and this year will be no less exciting and no less variety of topics it's going to be so much fun and the thing that people don't get is like they sign up for this because they want the marketing assets and the marketing assets are amazing. But the experience of what you get is on par with any mastermind that I've ever been associated with. And I'm, I'm, I participate in $25,000 masterminds and this is not, this is like a, a fifth, one fifth of the investment of that. And yet you get all that you would get in a $25,000 mastermind plus the marketing assets that no one else delivers. Plus, you give a directory with all the contact information and uh, a means to actually stay connected. So it's very valuable. Uh, what is what is the price? Uh, what's the special you're giving for our listeners? We have a couple more days left in the early registration period, where it's forty nine ninety five to become a main stage speaker at the Business Expert Forum at Harvard Fox Club, or you could do three installments of seventeen ninety five, and, and it's. I, I was just going to say, I'm sorry, Clint, go ahead, finish that, sorry. It, it's going up 5,500 days, so jump on it. That's exactly what I was going to ask you, is how much it's going to go up after the, the early bird special, so thank you for that. So what are, some of the, what are some of the biggest business mistakes you see entrepreneurs make? The biggest business mistake that people make is they think that if they do a great job or they have a great product, that that's enough, and that's that's ridiculous because I believe that the marketing of what you do is a hundred times more important than what you actually do or what your product actually does. If nobody knows about you or your service or product, no one can be helped by you. So you could be the best brain surgeon in the world, but if nobody knows about the work that you do and how you can save them, unfortunately your skills at performing surgery on brains will go unnoticed and unused and people will die. And that's why we created the business expert forum at Harvard Faculty Club so that people could get their message onto the most prestigious platform in the world. You will notice when you start watching experts and thought leaders, many of them will refer to Harvard and studies done at Harvard or that they will. There's a way to have to the most prestigious thought brand in the world. And really, it's very interesting because the mere fact that you go and you speak at a thought leader conference like this at the Harvard Faculty Club will up-level your performance as an expert in what you do. It'll up-level your game, if you will, and make you better at what you do. Certainly, it'll make you better at the marketing of what you do, and it'll help you to not violate the biggest mistake that most entrepreneurs make. And you're really, a, uh, you're really an expert at creating a celebrity, but you're also an expert at the presentation, the marketing, and actually the conversion, the sales. So how did you learn all this? Was it really difficult or was it a natural? <laughs> well, I graduated from the Wharton Business School and I studied entrepreneurial management. And I was home visiting my parents and, I, you know, I don't know about you. Did your parents ever get in arguments when you were growing up? A couple times. <laughs> With us, it was like, when weren't they arguing? And right. sure enough, that night, my parents get into a huge argument. My dad storms out of the house, slams the door, and I turned to my mom and I said, you know, the way he resents you all these years, have you been cheating on dad? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I can't believe I asked my mother a question like that. What kind of a cocky SOB you are? And then I thought to myself, why isn't she answering that question? And then I thought, holy cow, she's still not answering that question. What does that really mean? 
And then she said, he's not your real father. Your real father was a doctor at the fertility clinic and you look just like him. And from that moment on, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up anymore. I didn't know who I was anymore. And so naturally I moved out to Hollywood and I started writing screenplays, going on auditions and it takes me all the way through to New Year's Eve, 1999, December 31st, 1999. And were you at the ATM getting your Y2K money out? Hmm, I yes. was driving a taxi that night. It was my sixth year as a taxi driver. I remember <laughs> my, my dad's friends used to say, ah, here he is, the Wharton taxi driver. And that night there was a couple of MBA students from Goldman Sachs who were interned there at Goldman. They were in the back of my cab and they were talking about this big shot executive, Mr. Carrera. And I said, are you guys talking about Chris Carrera? They said, how do you know Mr. Carrera? Chris Carrera was a pledge in my fraternity when I was the pledge master at Wharton. And I used to meet a kid down the fraternity house with his, that's what I'm talking a director at Goldman making millions and I was driving a cab and that's when I had my dark crisis of the soul that night. I was thinking, where was Chris Carrera tonight? What was he doing on New Year's Eve of the millennium partying at the rain? And I'm making $512 for driving a cab. I can't do this anymore. And I swore off to that night. I possibly could to change who I was and how I was showing up on this earth. And I took all the screenplays and books I had written, put them in the trash can and set them on fire. And then I dedicated myself to transforming who I was and how I was showing up on this planet. I did every kind of self-help work with Tony Robbins. I did Toltec wisdom studies with Don Miguel Ruiz himself. I did men's power circles and ceremonies. And sure enough, things began to change for me. I got out of taxi driving and into selling butter Long story, I became the best butter salesman in America. Today, I sell butter without even going in to a meeting with any butter. I just talk about the product and who uses it. See, that's social proof, who uses the product. And then uh, I met a beautiful woman. Luckily for me, she believed in me more than I believed in myself, encouraged me to get into real estate. I started building. I I did a fixer-upper. I did tear down. I started building houses. I got pretty fat and happy during the 2000s. And we did October of 2008, you know, what was going on around then. And I'm at a conference with a bunch of men and the shop. I don't know what you had, but you're already dead. And I said, what are you talking about, man? I'm the most I was driving a cab eight years ago. Now I'm a millionaire. I was living on a little boat. Now I live in a mansion because you're already dead. You just don't know it. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but a couple of months later I woke up and I was inspired by what he had said to me that night at the campfire. And I asked myself a question that changed everything. And that question was, if this was in life, what would I want to accomplish? And that was the first year that I lived as if I was going to die at the end of the year. And the first thing I wrote down on my list of things I wanted to do that year was I wanted to write my book about what I learned at the Wharton Business School that helped me become successful once I started focusing on being a businessman, a writer, and an actor. And that led me circuitously to local TV publicity. I started going on TV shows, paying a lot of money to book myself on, to, to have a publicist book me on shows. My girlfriend had become my wife at that point, and she said, hey, why don't you book yourself on TV? That was not easy, but it, after a couple of months of trial and error and getting phones slammed out of my ear, I booked my first appearance on ABC TV in Biloxi, Mississippi. That was the first of seven booked that year. My second year, I booked 20 more. And my 57th appearance was on the Today Show, and Brooke Shields and Willie Geist interviewed me, and they said, Clint, you got a great idea. You ask yourself a question every year. What's that question? And I said, if this was going to be the last year of your life, what would you want to accomplish? Now, along the way, I have learned a lot of things, like becoming a celebrity. Even though you, you know, if you're listening to this, 
you are thinking, who is this guy? Cruz, he's not Donald Trump. It's true. But in the eyes of my customers and prospects, I'm something of a celebrity. And by just doing that, by celebritizing myself in the eyes of customers and prospects, I've been able to live a great life, to have a lot of money in the bank, great houses, great cars. But looking back on all of it, I wonder, what was it that was driving me to do so many TV appearances? In fact, I just 74th TV appearance on Sunday. And what I've realized is that I've been hoping that if I could get famous enough, that maybe my real father would see me. Maybe daddy would love me. And that's never happened. But the times that I felt closest to healing that wound have been the times when I've been sharing my message on big shows like the Today Show or on Fox Business Network or CNN or the other times when my clients, my students who have taught how to book themselves on TV shows using my mathematical formula for getting on TV anytime you want, when they've been on big shows like Good Morning America, Today Show, Dr. Oz, CNN, etc. Or they've been speaking in Harvard and getting materials and the resume and the experience to get their message out and really make a difference and have more impact, influence, and income. And that's really the route and how it all happened for me. Well, that is not only an incredible segment, but you've given enough teasers of tons of things for us to talk about for the, the next segment. So we're going to be right back after the break. Thanks, Clint. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, you may not be aware of the different options available to you in securing business capital in today's market. We discuss and explore these options each week on Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. There are two primary ways of building business capital. Profits, which are basically higher revenue and reduced expenses, and external or debt capital. Listen live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Rashawn. We are live in D.C., and what an exciting uh, hour we have with Clint Arthur he is the number one best-selling author of Breakthrough, Your Upper Limits on TV, What They Teach You at the Wharton Business School, and The President's Code, Common Traits of Uncommon Leaders. Clint, Clint will entertain and educate your, your convention or corporate event audience with his unique brand of comedic entrepreneurial insights and presidential leadership insights. So, Clint, thank you again for uh, being on the Amplified show. I know you've been on some really, really big TV shows, big radio shows, so I, I feel just honored that you take the time to share with our audience all the great things you're doing. And I 
I know that you're a sales expert and people would love to have you teach them how when they make a message and they, they're on stage or they are in, on a sales call, what is the magic ingredients that you shared recently uh, at the Genius Network and are on stages uh, all around the United States that causes your success to be so astronomically high? And I, I've heard from everyone when they watch you on stage talk to an audience that you connect with them at such a level that when the call to action is happening, they can't wait to invest and, and they believe in you. So can you uh, take off from there? Secrets, baby. Secrets of sales success. And secret is the acronym. And I believe that the first part of successfully delivering an impactful message is to use status language. So the first word that I said on tonight's radio show was Donald Trump. And that's a high status idea, Donald Trump. And it's not just because I wrote a book about the performance secrets of Donald Trump. You don't need to. My wife was using this exact technique the other day. She was trying to get a vendor to do something, and he was saying, no, 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 until she dropped in a random story about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and all of a sudden, he said yes. And that's because people are inexplicably attracted to celebrities. And when you use high-status words and ideas like celebrity names or my alma mater, the Wharton Business School, which Donald Trump talks about a lot, or uh, attach yourself to Harvard, which is one of the reasons we do our Thought Leader Conference at Harvard, when you use those tools in your language, it changes the way people look at you and think about you and respect you and react to your message. The E in secret stands for energy. Energy is what people want and need, and when you speak with a lot of energy, when you deliver your performance with a lot of energy, it makes it land more impactfully, and it allows you to have more influence and, as a result, more income. The C in secret stands for costume. Having the correct costume is a huge advantage when you're in business or when you're trying to get people to do what you want under any circumstances. If you're a mechanic, you better have a mechanic uniform on. If you're a policeman, you better have the policeman's uniform on, which gives you the authority to make people do what you want. And if you are a waitress, you have to have the right costume on. If you're a doctor, you have to have the right costume. For me, as a salesman on stage, I need to look like an expert. That's why I wear a suit and tie. I basically wear the same costume as Donald Trump all the time to get more impact, influence, and income. And then the R stands for rehearsal. You can't just expect to go on the stage and deliver it perfect the first time out of your mouth. You're going to wing it. Professionals don't wing it. They rehearse. And the reason why people don't like to rehearse is because you usually suck when you rehearse. But if you don't suck when you rehearse, you'll suck when you perform. And that was taught to me by one of my speaking mentors, Michael Port. Then the second E in secret stands for expressions. Now, Donald Trump makes all kinds of crazy facial expressions, but he also uses authentic vocal expressions. And both of these types of expressions are very powerful performance techniques. When you make expressions with your eyes, I, I include very comical expressions with my eyes in my performance, especially when I'm there telling that part of the story about my conversation with my mom that night, I use wide-eyed expressions and people usually laugh and that's entertainment value. And then when I met Donald Trump, I said, Mr. Trump, can I get a quick selfie? He said, go ahead. That's an authentic New York expression of who he is. And he wasn't making anything up. It was just real. And that's the second E in secrets. And then the T in secret stands for teeth. I believe the number, you asked me about mistakes earlier. I believe that the second biggest mistake that everyone makes is that they do not whiten their teeth. Everybody's running around the United States with these gray or yellow teeth. It's not, it doesn't look like you're healthy. It's not healthy. It's not attractive. And it decreases your ability to accomplish goals, to be influential and have impact because people are distracted by your less than beautiful teeth, 
and they're not inspired by who you are if you don't have beautiful white teeth. I first really learned this lesson from Hoda Kotb, who's one of the hosts of the Today Show. I was there coaching one of my Celebrity Launchpad clients on the Today Show, and I took a selfie with Hoda, and I was blown away by how beautiful her teeth looked and how healthy she looked. And I, I assure you that's part of the secret of her success. And there you have it. That is the secret, I honestly believe, to pick the lowest hanging fruit and have more impact, influence, and income as a speaker, as a salesperson, as a mom at the PTA, as anybody who wants to make a difference. Well, Clint, I'd like to plus it with your permission, not that you have to ever use what I'm about to share, but may I plus it? Sure. So secrets with an extra S for smile, because when you have white teeth, you feel more confident, and then you smile more, and smiles attract really an uncanny amount of positive energy back to you. So I'll just, true. Uh, you use that technique a lot. I notice that you do smile a lot. And a lot of people, I, you know, the only thing is about your smile is that they did a study and they, they examined 30,000 women in college who had yearbook photos. And they said that the women who had smiles that were genuine, full smiles, not just teeth smiles, but also smiling into their eyes, were 50% more likely to be married 30 years later than the women who did not have full, genuine smiles. So I would encourage people, yes, smiling is good, and if possible, to really have a warm, genuine, full smile that goes all the way up into your eyes, because that's what people can really feel. Yeah, I saw an interesting uh, TV show uh, explaining the only way you can really distinguish a real smile, an authentic smile from a non-authentic smile is looking at the eyes. Uh, that's, that's the giveaway. So that's, that's pretty cool that you say that. Perfect. So I wanted to ask you about what you've learned about getting our national platforms that someone could use to get more leads and get their message out in the world. The first step to getting on national platforms is to get on local platforms. And... People who try to shortcut this step do it at their own peril. When you are on a national show and you're not ready, it just undermines your own confidence. Unless you're some like six-year-old kid and you have no idea, you have no self-awareness about what's going on, most likely you'll succumb to the pressure and you'll not be as good as if you had prepared and paid your dues and gotten ready for that opportunity. So if you really want to have a national platform, Build it on the back of a local platform and then extend that local platform to different cities around the country and build up to the national opportunities. And then the other thing is, is that what you really want is an international platform, which is why we do our business expert forum at the Harvard Faculty Club, because Harvard is a brand that is known all around the world. And when you have a world wide recognized brand like Harvard attached to your personal brand in your credibility, in your positioning as a thought leader and an expert, it really shortcuts a lot of opportunities for you to get on big local shows and then hopefully in the correct order, get onto the big national shows. So let's talk about your event coming up again. So people that are what type of person, uh, t what's the best type of person that would want to get on the stage at Harvard and, and how that would make it such a difference for them? Ideally, we're going to have a person who is an author, a speaker, a coach, an entrepreneur, a doctor, a lawyer, somebody who really knows what they're talking about. And they've been wondering for a long time, how come I'm still the best kept secret in the world? I mean, I really know my stuff. I'm better than most of my competition, and yet I see people younger than me with less experience than me who aren't as good-looking as me or whatever less-than statement you may be thinking to yourself. How come they're getting ahead and I'm not? Well, the reality is, is that the people who get ahead make it their business to create marketing that gets them ahead. And if, if you are wondering why you're still the best kept secret, well, it's time for you to say, I'm tired of being the best kept secret. I want to step up. I want to step out. I want to step onto the stage at Business Expert Forum, at Harvard Faculty Club, get my video in front of an audience of thought leaders with a huge celebrity like Jonathan Goldsmith, who, who portrays the most interesting man in the world at the Dos Equis beer commercials, to get to be part of that network 
as you were saying earlier, Ken, we provide our attendees with the whole list of everyone who comes to this event so that they can continue networking and stay in touch with them. And I see lots of the people from the 2015 event doing projects and joint ventures and co-marketing deals and participating in, in each other's projects in addition to getting speaking gigs that pay them a lot of money or publishing deals that have earned them a lot of money or coaching clients that pay them six figures. It's really an incredible experience, and it really all starts with you and your ambition. How ambitious are you? How sick and tired are you of not being the person who you know you can be? And if that's you, then you need to step up, go to statusfactory.com and click on the page that says speaking and fill out the application or register right there and we will get right back to you and confirm your speaking slot. And I can't emphasize enough that when you go to this event, you could meet just one person that would get back the ROI because these are just spectacular people. I remember calling Clint for an event that was coming up, I, I guess it was traffic conversion about in March. And I said, hey, who do you know there? And he says, I'm a, I'm a sponsor of the event called Deanna and you gave me the connection and you, had, uh, you validated why the call should be received. And I got into traffic conversion as a, as a, a photographer that got an opportunity to show them what I could do next year. So big enough. There's big a lot difference. of people who come to the, the event and enroll clients just from the other participants at the event. Because the beauty of this event is that almost everybody at this event is a speaker and gets time on the main stage. So everybody gets to know who everybody is. And you'll see people who will be able to help you in what you do. Or other people will see you and say, hey, I really love what you had to say, and I'd like to work with you. Can I become a client of yours? And one, one of the people who had an uh, example of that was Dr. Lori Barr. She's a radiologist. She has a huge radiology practice in Texas. And she told me that she enrolled... Uh, a member of our event into her mastermind program for $5,000 right at the event. So, boom, it paid for itself before the event was even over. Another person was Travis Pompasello. He's a, an executive stress coach. And he was in a meeting with a hospital director. And the hospital director said, Travis, what do you know about stress? You're uh, a TV guy. Most of your clients are TV executives. Where'd you go to school? Travis said, I went to NYU. Where'd you go to school? He said, I went to Harvard. He said, oh, really? I'll be speaking at Harvard later this year. And the guy said, well, what are you going to be talking about? Stress. And he walked out of that meeting with a contract for all the doctors in that hospital to be his stress coaching clients. And that was within 24 hours of registering for the event. I was talking on the phone today with Artie Bernarducci. He's a financial advisor who enrolled to become a speaker at Business Expert Forum at Harvard Faculty Club exactly one month ago at the GKIC Super Conference that, that where I had one of my record-setting results recently. And Artie told me that just yesterday... He dropped the H-bomb. He said he was going to be speaking about retirement planning at Harvard. And it resulted in a contract being signed on the spot with a new client. And it looks like that's going to end up putting over $3 million of personal assets under Artie's management. So these are some of the results that people get by coming to be a speaker at Business Expert Forum at Harvard Faculty Club. And if this is sounding good to you, go to statusfactory.com and check it out. Yeah, and the list goes on of all the things that come out of going to this. I tell people that when I wrote my first book in 2009, that was the pivotal point where I actually stepped up and said, I want to make a difference in the world. And so when you go to this Harvard event, you are stepping up at a level. You're with movers and shakers, people that make things happen, people that understand that action is part of what happens every day to get your goals and your dreams to become reality. So it's an amazing experience. I wanted to ask, uh, what do you think about leadership and, and how, what does it take to be a great leader? The first step in being a great leader is leading yourself. You have to decide, I want to be a leader. I remember back in 2009 when I was at the campfire with the shaman, right around that time when he told me, I didn't know it yet, but I was already dead. That's when I started coming alive again. And I said to my wife, I want to be, we're, we're having an election for 
the men's team and we're going to elect a new leader and I want to run to be elected as the new leader of the men's team. And the reason I want to do it is because I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be good enough. I'm afraid that I'll screw up and get fired and it'll become a big black mark on my career instead of, and on my life instead of this glorious thing that I want it to be. And she said, well, if you're afraid, you must. That's a Tony Robbins teaching. If you're afraid, you must. And every time I've said that, it's paid off for me in spades. And when I stepped up to be the leader of the men's team, that's when everything broke through for me because it was when I was the leader, that's when I asked myself the question, if this was going to be the last year of my life, what would I want to accomplish? And I said, I want to do all of these great things. And then I brought that to the men and I said, men, I want all of us to live as if we're going to die this year and let's see what happens. And by going for it in that way, first leading myself stepping up for leadership, deciding I wanted to be a leader, and then leading the men in this experience of living as if we were going to die. We all had a great experience, and it's been just a one-way trip up for me ever since then. So the first step of leadership is to say, I want to be a leader. I want to step up. I want to step out, and I want to step onto the stage. And Hopefully that will be at Harvard Faculty Club. Yes, and it should be. So with that said about your, how would you create the best year ever? What would you tell people they need to do? Hey, man, the best year ever comes from living as if you're going to die and going for everything that you've been afraid to do. The reason why we don't do things is because we're afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid we're going to look stupid. We're afraid that we don't have enough money. We're afraid that people are going to think that we're foolish. And when you are facing a ticking clock of a death sentence or a terminal illness or a self-imposed idea that this is going to be the last year of my life, well, then all those fears and doubts and insecurities just melt away in importance and you just get what you want. So, for example, when I was doing it the second time in 2011, I fell in love with this Rolex watch. Man, that was a beautiful watch. I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I was on vacation with my wife in Maui. And I said, baby, I, I just can't get that Rolex out of my mind. She goes, well, you should get it. It's the last year of your life. Have it. And that's how come I have this beautiful Rolex watch that I wear. Because at that point, who cares what the money can do? What are you saving the frequent flyer miles for? What are you saving the savings for? Why are you saving the vacation days Go out there, live your life, live your dreams, make it happen, and do it now because we don't know if this is really going to be the last year of our lives or even the last day of our life. When I was running the last year of your life training program in 2011, the youngest guy that signed up was this guy named West White. He was 33 years old. He heard me speaking on the Coast to Coast AM radio show with George Nori, and he signed up to be part of that program. And on October 28, 2011, he went to sleep, and he never woke up. And I, I here's here's an interesting thing, man. I went to his funeral. I had never met the person in face to face. I had only spoken with him on the phone as part of our conference calls. And I went to his funeral. 33 years old. There was about. 65 people at his funeral. And I remember sitting in one of the pews thinking to myself, how many people would come to my funeral? I really wonder, how many would there really be? And then they said, would anyone like to say anything? And who am I to get up at this guy's funeral? I mean, his family's there, his old friends from high school had gotten up and spoken. And I got up and I said, I met Wes White on the phone a few months ago. He was one of my students in the last year of your life experience, and I want you to know, all of you, that he was going for it. He was living his life full out until his last day. And that is the lesson of the youngest person in the last year of your life program. We don't know if this is going to be the last year of our life, the last day of our life, the last time we go to sleep. Go for it. Wow. So we got about three minutes left, and I, I know this is one of those uh, shows that I wish you could continue another hour. So we're just going to have you on another time, but I do want to ask you just one, uh, one more big question, which is what are you working on now, and what are you most excited about? My new book is called 21 Performance Secrets of Donald Trump, and 
in that book, I analyze all the great things that he does as a speaker on stage and on television that helps him to have so much impact, influence, and income. And I recommend to anyone, if, if you want to make more money or make more of a difference, check out 21 Performance Secrets of Donald Trump. You can get it on Amazon. Or actually go to 21trump.com, 21trump.com, and you can check it out. And anybody who's going to come to Harvard... And speak at the Business Expert Forum at Harvard Faculty Club should definitely check out that book, too, as another way to prepare and, and get your speech together and get ready to be a top performer on the main stage. What's the book that uh, transformed your life? The book that transformed my life the most would be The Fountainhead <laughs> by yeah, Ayn Rand. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, an inspirational book. I read it when I was 14 years old, and it, I wrote about it when I was applying to the Wharton Business School. My, my application essay was about Howard Rourke and the Fountainhead. Okay, and what's a quote you live by? Argue for your limitations and they're yours is one of them. And my other favorite quote is by General George Patton. Accept the challenges so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory. And I guess uh, since we're doing spitfire questions here, what, what is the next fear you're trying to overcome? Or do you have one? I, I, you know, uh, I, I try to live without fear. And um, look, you know, I, I, people always try to stop me. People try to stop me from doing what I'm doing. And... I, I never let them stop me. <laughs> I can vouch for that, Clint. Well, uh, I am so happy that you are on our show. I'm going to be uh, pushing this out on all the social media. I think this opportunity that you give people to be on stage to meet like-minded, like-hearted people is invaluable. Uh, the, the price tag of $5,000 is really a no-brainer when you think about you meet one person, they add an extra zero to your income, or just even knowing you and having the, the pleasure of getting your advice and your mentorship. So thank you very much, Clint, for being on the show. Just give your website one more time, and uh, we would love having you on the show again. Hey, even for anyone, if all you get out of speaking at Harvard is the video of your speech, most people would charge you five grand just to shoot a video of you in their basement or in their garage studio. But here you get it at Harvard Faculty Club. And if you're interested in having a great video and other great marketing assets and celebrity attachment assets, go to statusfactory.com. Thank you, Clint Arthur. You've been amplified, and it was a privilege having you on the show. Look forward to seeing you at Harvard soon. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard. Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page.